Champs Michigan's Faceoff Podcast is presented by Lawrence Technological University. Recruit yourself to one of two dozen varsity-level sports at Lawrence Tech, including men's and women's lacrosse. Simply log on to ltuathletics.com and click the Recruit Yourself link. Faceoff also brought to you by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. The MHSAA needs officials. Great part-time pay. Stay connected to the game. Support the kids and give back. Help wanted? Just whistle. Go to mhsaa.com slash officials. Well, it's a pleasure being with you again. Can't believe it. As quick as the season got here, the season has blown by. Coach Greg Durham from Orchard Lake St. Mary's. I mean, we're a mere five days away from crowning new champions. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty crazy. You think about this, uh, you know, Wednesday will be the semifinals, um, which is going to be pretty exciting. Uh, but but how everything evolved over the weekend and, and actually last week was pretty cool. You know, we had we were down to 16 teams overall. Um, basically, it was based almost one versus two in every bracket. It was one versus three, I think, in another one or what, maybe a couple. And then it paired out to be all the ones, you know, and the ones versus the ones, uh, except Midland-Clarkston. Midland upset Clarkston. That was a big, big win for Midland. Um, Joe did, has done a great job with his team this year. Um, and then they end up eventually losing a barn burner to CC. And of course, CC, when it matters, they get hot, you know, so they're in the semis. Um, you know, unfortunately we lost to a really good Forest Hills Eastern team. I mean, that's probably all the teams I've played this year. They probably had the second best offense. I played. Mm. Yeah. They were just moving the ball very well. Uh, number 10, um, I forget his first name, but Morgan is his last name. He's go, he's a U of M commit. He's a fantastic player. Um, he, he didn't even score that many goals. He just, he just led the offense and it was just, it was, um, it was really, really fun to watch from an opponent point of view. Um, and you just take your hats off to them and they just played really well. Uh, and you know, it was, it was a great season for my guys. Like I said, a great season for us. Um, Getting through all the obstacles, and we've talked about it several times on here, getting through all the obstacles that we did this year, the COVID testing, the worrying that guys are going to get, you know, not be able to play, the injuries that we've went through. Um, and I know every team has gone through it, and hats off to every team that got through this season the way they did because the kids played. Yep. That's the bottom line. Um, but it was great, great, great week of lacrosse. We did win the region, which is gr- fantastic. Um, and then we, like I said, we lost to Forest Hills Eastern. Um, the, one of the better games I watched right after I got off the bus was for it was uh, I'm sorry, Birmingham Rice, not Birmingham Brother Rice, Birmingham versus Brother Rice uh, at Seaholme. It was mm. a pretty tight game. It was seven seven. I was watching. It was back and forth. I, the rain was going sideways. Um, uh, Birmingham's goalie, I think, made 19 saves or something like that, which is unbelievable. I mean, that's just stellar. He played outstanding. Um, unfortunately, Birmingham lost. You know, I know they're pretty. And, you know, it's a program that's near to my heart because I work in the district. Uh, but you know, they they have some great kids over there, and they have a good team. And they should, you know, hats off to them for doing what they did. Um, and then Rice got mad, and then they. They crushed Northville. There's another program yep. I've been part of. So, yep. you know, they crushed Northville pretty good. And you know, I talked to Sean about it. He goes, we just didn't have it, you know, and, and it is what it is. I mean, 
you run into these teams, these teams that they actually know how to play in the playoffs because they've been there every year. And Rice is that team. I mean, it's going to be tough to beat, but they have to play Lake Orion. Ron Heber is a magician when it comes to coaching. He's going to pull out all the stops. He's going to do things that you're never going to think of. And it it's just kind of fun to watch him take a team that is good, very good, and make it as close as possible for what he has against a team that should over overmatch him every day of the week. And it will, I think it will be a lot closer than you think. Um, but I think Rice will prevail because they are very, very good. Um, you know, and those are the two games. You know, CC's playing Heartland. There's another one. Like I said, Heartland is rolling. CC just to seems how to re-energize and get ready to go. It should be something to watch. I mean, I really like to see that game. Uh, if I can get out and get see it, I'll do that. Um, it's kind of tough right now, but it we'll see. And then uh, on the D2 side of it, you got EGR playing Country Day. It's zone versus, uh, you know, pretty pretty fast team, pretty good athletics, pretty good players, um, historic team, Country Day. That should be a really good game um, at Okemos. And then Forest Hill Central play Forest Hills Eastern. Now, I didn't play Forest Hill Central, but I've watched a lot of film on them. That'll be a really good game. For, I mean, you're talking rivalry, you know, at Granville High School, oh. Eastern versus Central. <laughs> Eastern's good, man. I'm pretty impressed with them. Um, Forest Hill Central probably has the best goalie in the state. He's a sophomore. Um, he's the son of a good friend of mine, uh, Tony Quinn. He used to be the head coach at Forest Hill Central and won several state titles. They're good. They're gonna be. It's gonna be a great game. I mean, I don't. I don't even. I don't know what to say about it. You know, Central could run away with it, but I think Forest Hills Eastern's got something to say. Um, but that's really much with the with the semifinal games on Wednesday. Um, I think one of the things that we should talk about before we get to talk about like how how the all state meeting is run is you know the problem right now that we, we I've talked to a bunch of coaches because I was at the state final or the all state meeting. When you have a bunch of coaches in a room, we bring up some things, some topics that come up. And one of the big topics is why why is there a conflict with boys and girls across playing on the same night? Because here's an example. John Losey, who's a good friend of mine, has a daughter that's on Mercy, who's still playing, and a son that's on Rice that's still playing. Which game do you choose? Absolutely. How do you make that decision? And, and I think the MHSA needs to make that equity. We need to figure that out because I'd love to go see the girls game one night and the boys game the next. That would be fantastic. And that's the way it should be done. Or at least maybe have one girls game go first and then a boys game go right after. That's a great idea. Right? Yeah. Do that and have them on different nights so people can go see their kids play. And that's important. You know, I think that's very, very important. So it's not always going to be perfect. We know that. But there's no reason for it. And then the state finals, you know, like a lot of states, the girls play on one day, the boys play on the next. And, you know, it gives people opportunities to go watch them and see their kids play. Um, it's a tough thing. What do you think? No, I, I agree with you. I, I, You know what? I would love to see, and no disrespect, and this is me and me alone speaking. I don't want to get any coach in trouble here, okay? Yeah. I would love to see the finals at, at – 
an exclusive place. Yes, absolutely. Michigan Stadium, Spartan Stadium, wherever. Right. You know, just just a place. No, no disrespect to Parker Middle School, but I, I, you know what? Let's make it big. I yeah. mean, this is a big time game. This isn't like kids aren't moving on in, in this great sport, both locally and abroad. Let's make it big. You know, and, and, and I, you know. Can we do that? I think we could do that. That's, yeah, that's not a difficult thing. Absolutely. I think getting the refs on, on board, I think that's already done. Uh, we talked about it this weekend. And, you know, absolutely, we should be playing that game at U of M. Uh, it's, it would be perfect to play there. It's a brand-new stadium pretty much. The facilities are unbelievable. They're Division One. There's several kids out of the state playing for Michigan. Why wouldn't we try to do that and 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 make that a you know a known lacrosse place where we get all right the state finals gonna be there. Here's one thing that I know I don't I mean I don't know how many people are listening are are new to the game, but when in the early days, every state championship before the MHA took over, every state championship was played in the oldest field in the state, and that's the oval at Cranbrook. And it was it was awesome because you had there wasn't, you know, they charge you to get in. They kind of fence it off a little bit. You pay your five bucks to get in, but it it was standing room. Place is legendary. It's legendary. Now yep. they now it's turf now, yep. which is great. They needed to do that, but they still have all the rock. They had the little hill there. Yep. They have all that, and that was a great place. And the the I think the better part of it was that Wednesday before for the semifinals. Two fields side by side in the lower fields mm. at the same time. Like, I, I, you'd have your head on a swivel. Like, you'd be watching one game, and then you come over here and watch the other game. Oh, is that beautiful? It was awesome. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. And you would see, you know, when you, you would hear, you would go back and forth, and, and you'd stand between the two fields, and it was, you know, there's you'd get your camping chair off, you want to sit down, but you could stand around, and you can walk both fields, and they're right next to each other, and you're watching two great games. And that was that. I know that was a back in the day, you know, in the in the in the late '90s and 2000s and stuff, or you know, through the '90s and 2000s. Um, but it was legendary, and we and then we still talk about it. The guys at my age that been watching and coaching and playing lacrosse for a long time, we always talk about the Cranbrook days, you know. But I think Michigan's a perfect spot. I think it'd be great. Um, we'll see what happens. No, as the game continues to grow, I, I don't think that those are unreasonable um, asks or, or, if anything, they should be goals. You know, right. let, let's make this bigger. Let's let's put the 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 boys and the girls on different nights, and let's yep. let's try to bring this to you know a special place because I think, you know, Greg, as as I as I think about you know other sports in the MHSAA. You know, in in hockey, they have it at beautiful USA Hockey Arena. Football's at the home of the Lions, right. field. Why don't you put it in like the premier lacrosse right. location? I mean, even tennis has played at K College, which yes. is like got the legendary courts yep. there, right? I mean, yep. that's just that's something I think that it, it's evolving. I think it's going to evolve, right? I think it's going to get better. Um, it's just going to take some time. We have to, you know, before that, though, I think the girls' game needs to be seated. Um, it, it's just one of those things that it you want to talk about equity between sports. The girls' game should be lined up like the boys' game. They should be seated. You should have a seating committee, get some coaches involved, and make it just like the boys. Because I'm telling you, a lot of sports are very, very jealous of what we have. Sure. Because it works. 
it works. I mean, look at it. Look at look at the games on the plate right there. Look at those games. I mean, CC Heartland at Parker Middle Middle School, uh, Rice and Lake Orion at Troy Athens. Uh, of course, EGR that's East Grand Rapids and Detroit Country Day at Okemos and Forest Hills Central taking on Forest Hills Eastern in Granville. I, how could you? You can't ask for four butter Love games. Love it. I, it's unbelievable. You know, I mean. It's, it's seriously, it's it's the way it should be done. It's the top teams at the end. One of the things that I love, and you can hear this guy, I want to remind you, um, he is the coach of Orchard Lake St. Mary's, and at no point in time during the course of doing this show have I heard you in any way, shape, or form put your team first. No. It's all about what's the best for the sport. Right. And I think that's one thing in this community, Greg, and I could be wrong, but in this community it really seems like Everybody's like that. That that yes. okay, we know that we're doing we're we're trying to bring this up. So what's in the best interest of the game as opposed to what's in the best interest for me? Right. And that's the way I, I look at it. You know, I, I always like when I go into these things because I you know, I started out as the little guy. Like when I started at Northville, when I started Northville, we I needed to figure out how I was gonna get them on the map. And it was all it was seriously when I first started, it was about me at the time about us the northville but at the same time i had if i fought for everybody at, that was a beginning program it uplifted everything sure so i got more people involved and we talked and we we you know we say hey you know you got a great player let's put him up let's talk about it you know let's do these things and so we get we, as you as the years went on I got more involved. I actually got, you know, you get into, I got involved in the coaches association. I was vice president. I ran the all state committee for a couple of years and I get, became good friends. And then when you become good friends with a lot of these coaches who are legendary, you get games with them and it just kind of builds you up, build your program and your reputation up. And it's how I did it, you know, but I'm going to tell you, I'm all about what's best for the sport. I'm all about what's best for the kids. That's the most important thing Amen to me. Amen to that. You know, I mean, I don't want to see kids get hurt. I want to see everybody, you know, get equal equal rights. Like, I, I mean, I'm really not, I'm not involved in the girls' game at all, other than my daughter plays, right? She plays JV. That To me, it's like, that's the game I really want to start learning more about because I really don't know that much about it. I know there's similar things with the boys, and I play catch with my daughter, and she tells me I do things wrong, but whatever. <laughs> you know, so... <laughs> That's the way she she is. Uh, she's just like me. So and, and so those little things like we talk about certain things, and you know I'm learning the game, and we watch girls lacrosse together, and I'm starting to like the game, you know. And it's so funny because I always thought boys is so much better, and I coached girls twenty some years ago. It's game has changed, man. Like it's so different. So I'm actually starting to like it. I've watched some of her games, and you know. The ball's on the ground a little bit more because they're all they're all learning how to play the game. Sure, but I've seen some girls' games that are pretty good and they're pretty fast. I saw I watched the finals. Um, I'll tell you what, it was that was unbelievable with, with Boston College and those players. And you know, watch I watched Izzy Skein. I told my daughter to watch Izzy Skein, who's a Michigan native. She's a Cranbrook grad. She's one of the top players in the country. She plays at Northwestern. She's probably their best player. Unbelievable. Like Maya, you need to watch her because <laughs> she knows how to play the game. You know, so it's just one of those things. But the girls' game's great, but we need that equity. You know what I mean? No That's, doubt. And it's, and it's it's all about like, hey, it's all about the kids. I mean, I hate to say that, you got to keep saying that. 
A couple of sponsors to talk about. Without them, we aren't doing this show, so we always love to show them the love, the Detroit Medical Center's physical therapy and sports medicine pros. Check out the Game Changer segments with helpful injury prevention and recovery tips. Find them on our State Champs YouTube page, our website, statechampsnetwork.com, or on the State Champs Michigan social media pages. And for immediate access to care, go to dmc.org slash Game changers. And finally, the Detroit Athletic Club Foundation's Male and Female High School Athlete of the Year Awards. The state's elite athletes will be honored with a red carpet gala on Monday, June 14th at the incredible DAC in downtown Detroit. State champs will be streaming the event live so you can see this year's nominees by heading over to DACAthleteoftheyear.com. Of course, this is Faceoff. He's Greg Durham. I'm Sean Belegian. Uh, Coach, I know uh, you said six hours, six hours yeah, <laughs> of meetings yesterday. I, I Full confession, anybody that knows me uh, and the people here at State Champs will vouch for this. I am Mr. No Meeting. You can tell me in 10 minutes, we don't need to meet, but six hours of meetings. So this is how it goes, right? So you drive to Lansing. First of all, that's an hour. You get to Lansing. I drove with Dave uh, Wilson. He rode with me. We get there and sit down and right away, just boom, it started. We actually got there a couple minutes late, but it's, it's, it all works out. Where there's 16 guys in the room that have voting rights, and they're the top seeds for each region. If a top seed coach can't be there, he gets the next seed coach to go for him, and it happens all the time. It's fine. Um, so I'm sitting there, and we go over every nomination. I think there was 370 kids. Think about that, right? So, Jesus. so you're thinking about. So I'm just. I think there was 36 Division One attackmen. No, maybe more than that. It might have been. I can't remember. So we talked about every single player, and we talk about, hey, this is kids in your region. What do you see? How do you know? What do you think of them? And we talk about it. We talked about every single player that was nominated for Allstate. <laughs> so you do that for Division One. You attack, you do middies, you get four attackmen. There's four attackmen for each team. There's a first team, second team, and third team. And then honorable mention, any player that is nominated for All-State by their coach, and he is talked about at that meeting, he is now an honorable mention no matter what. And I think that's great because some people are like, ah, you know, it's kind of watered down. Nobody ever remembers the honorable mention except the kid. Yep. And – that is a very important thing because to, for him to be mentioned and talked about at the meeting, and we talked about every single player. I'm not kidding you. Every single player we talked about, someone in the room knew about. Wow. So that was at, that's what's it's really good. It's a good thing. It's not, you know, it, it, I think a lot of years ago it used to be a little bit more cutthroat, you know, but I think now it's much more balanced. You're still going to have a slew of Rice guys. You're still going to have Heartland guys and, you know, CC guys get on there, EGR, I'm going to have some guys. It's going to be those 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 programs that are pretty successful, but you're going to get, like we talked about this one kid um, from Jenison, and they we talked about him, and I watched some film on him. The kid's filthy. I mean, he is just downright awesome. Jenison. I don't even know where Jenison is. <laughs> I do know where Jenison is. Like, I got you, yeah. yeah. But, you know, when you have a player, we talked about him. And, you know, when every coach in that meeting says that kid is solid, that's what you want to hear. And you want to talk about those kids. So 
that's just one example. And, you know, I'm not going to, I don't know who got what because I, I just voted, you know. It's electronic voting. Takes forever. You're trying to rank them and stuff like that. You take, I take tons of notes, and that's for every. So you go Division One Attack, Division One Mini, Division One uh, Defense. Then you go Division One Fogo, Division One Short Stick Mini, Division One Long Stick Mini, and then you go to D two, and you do it all over again. Oh my goodness! So people think, oh, it's uh, every single coach donated his time on Sunday, you know. And so, you know, that's I awesome. That's commitment, though. It man. is. It's it commitment, is. You know? It's commitment. So, you know, you're, you're talking. I mean, you spend the day. I got home at 530. Got, I left at nine. Well, 850. Got home at 530. It is what it is. It's part of when you're when your program's successful and you're you you have to take you. You have to do your dues. That's the way it goes. And I've been on the committee for 20 years. I don't know. Forever. Right. I've been on it forever. Um, but I love it. I do love it because I get to hear about these, some of these kids I had never heard about. And then, you know, I take, in, I take some notes and see the numbers, and it is what it is. You see what, they, what they're doing. So that, that's, it's, it's a really cool process. I think that, um, that uh, oh, God, I can't. A Andrew Kranzenberger is the one who ran it. He's a young guy. He did an awesome job. There's some things that were a little funky because it, it's not his fault. He did a fantastic job. Um, he's the he's the VP right now um, for uh, the Michigan High School Lacrosse Coaches Association. I've been there where he's been doing it, and he did a fantastic job running it. It's it's hard. It's not easy. Yeah, you know to be involved, and he's a head coach at Byron Center. So think about that. Byron Center as a program. I love it. I think it's fantastic. You know? I should have, you know, that's another one. I love to get him on. He's a great guy. And, you know, you can't get all these coaches on, but it's fun because it's, it, it's a commitment of that, of no a doubt. kid from Byron Center. I think right? it's great. He's young, energetic. Now, you, know. you guys, you guys will be releasing that next week, you know, just for I, Sat Sunday. I have another meeting. That's about four hours. That's the state. Are you meeting. driving back up there again? No, uh, it's actually in Brighton this time. Okay. All right. So it's in Brighton. All the coaches show up. We vote for. Um, All-American, so there'll be some guys on All-American ballot. Anyway, that's first team in All-State gets put on the All-American ballot, and then we can add some other guys that we feel necessary. Um, that's another committee. I got to do that Thursday night. Um, and then Sunday, after the finals are Saturday, Sunday we all meet at 9 a.m. We're probably there till from 9 to about 1 and then you hand all the awards. There's voting going on. There's coach of the year, division one, coach of the year, division two, assistant coach of the year, all that, all that stuff. And then we get all the awards, and then we go home. Well, hopefully we'll have all those awards. We have one more show where we obviously talk we'll about talk the about champions. It, yeah. Hopefully we'll have all those uh, award winners. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll get the. I think we should probably we'll probably do the all Americans, and then we'll probably do you know so we'll we'll have the list. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to read off the whole thing. I'll follow your lead there. Absolutely. We'll go with that. And we'll just we'll just talk about some of the kids that were really you know and and uh, go from there and. And have some fun with it. And, and obviously the big news, we'll be talking about all of these games yep. and the subsequent championship game in D1 and D2. Once again, CC Heartland at Parker Middle School in Howell. Rice and Lake Orion, that should be a dandy at Troy Athens as we move to Division Two. East Grand Rapids taking on Detroit Country Day in Okemos. And then the Battle of Forest Hills. Forest Hills Central and Forest Hills Eastern. On bulldog territory, 
Granville. <laughs> the Granville Bulldogs get that's to host awesome. that. But that should be that should be a dandy. I mean, that's this is what coach you said it earlier in the show, and I'll I'll reiterate it. If you enjoy this sport and follow it any way, shape, or form, you're looking at all these teams going, Yeah, I get it. Every one of these teams, you get why they're where they're at. Right. It's no there's no surprises. Yep. You know, and I think that's the way High school sports should be run. Had the best teams finish at the last. Yep, no doubt about it. Coach, always a pleasure. Uh, congratulations yep. on Thanks. the on the season for your boys as yeah. well. Shout yeah. out to Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, I appreciate it. Good season for you guys, Kevin. Always a pleasure. Thank you for everything you do. We'll get together one more time this year. Most importantly, thank you for joining us each and every week. Uh, this is State Champs Face Off. Until next week, I'm Sean Belegian saying goodbye for now.